0: to I Am Refocused Radio with your host, Shamaya Reed. This show is designed to inspire you to live your purpose and regain your focus. And now, here's your host, Shamaya Reed.
1: Welcome to I Am Refocused Radio. Once again, today, we are here with another amazing show. Today, we have two people. We have a couple, a married couple. We have Robert and Kaylee Fukui. They have an amazing website that you need to check out. It's marriedentrepreneur.co. Today, we're gonna talk about their lives and everything that they're doing in their business and in their own community. First and foremost, Robert and Kaylee, thank you for your time. How are you both doing today?
0: We are great. Thank you so much for having
2: us. Yeah, honored to to be there, and we love Texas. <laughs> had property in Austin, and that we just and sold property, recently. And had property in Houston, but uh, love the area.
1: Oh, congratulations, man! I mean, Texas—it it feels like a country sometimes because
2: uh, <laughs> it definitely is. We've driven through Texas. <laughs> yeah,
1: it reminds you of Indiana. All you see is cornfields. I will never forget those days of visiting my sister in Purdue, and those cornfields feel like Texas—like it never ends. <laughs> But today we're going to be talking to you both, not just about business and marriage, but just the freedom and opportunity of growth. And for you guys, I just want you to kind of share with the audience a little bit of your background and uh, we can start with Robert and then uh, Kaylee.
2: Yeah, so um, I grew up as a pastor's kid. My dad pastored churches in Hawaii, Um, moved to San Jose, California when I was pretty young. I was still nine years old, uh, but really grew up in California. I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, interesting, one of the things I knew I didn't want to be when I, was, I grew up was to be a pastor. <laughs> nothing, nothing against it. It's just that it's hard work. And yeah. uh, um, some people think uh, they get attracted to that, the ministry side and um, think it's all glamour and just serving people. But uh, it, there's there's a lot to it. And so um, I basically I went to, to school, went to to got a business degree, concentrated in marketing. And that's why I really fell in love with marketing. And I got my first job out of college was with Coca-Cola and um, really loved that. It was right when Powerade was launched and the World Cup was in the U.S. And so got a lot of great marketing experience and event marketing experience in, in that time. And then moved from there to the pharmaceutical industry. And then when I hit about my kind of my mid-40s, early mid-40s, uh, I guess I started to realize what a midlife crisis was all about because I started to question what I wanted to do, you know, moving forward for the rest of my life, my career, and whether it was to still climb the corporate ladder or it was was to do something different. And uh, I started, never thought about having a business, but I started exploring that idea. And Kaylee, she introduced herself, she comes from an entrepreneurial background, but um, she encouraged me. And so I started exploring that and then I didn't know what kind of business it would be. So I figured I'd start doing some marketing consulting since that's been my, that was my background, my experience. And so I started just doing some marketing consulting with some of the local businesses around here in, in the Pasadena area. And I really fell in love with the consulting process and, and to be able to help these business owners um, really excel. And I saw the impact it made on their lives, not just the business, but their lives. And you know, when you're in a corporate and Fortune 500 background or environment. You know, as you're increasing your sales or and even the business as the company is, is building and growing as well, um, yeah, it means something, but it's something different when you're dealing with the owner that is the person that actually owns the business um, and see how it impacts their lives, their family, their employees, their, their um, customers, and even how they get involved with the community. And so I just really appreciated that. And so I, decided that's what I want to do. I really want to help these businesses grow because there's a lot of things I can go in for my experience. I can go in and and pretty much immediately see what the issues are in the business beyond just marketing and help them grow in a way. And also that they're not just striving because a lot of these small business owners are working really, really hard and they don't know anything different. And I can come in and see some areas to be for them to be more efficient, be more profitable but then also gain back more time and more freedom so they can have, well, the freedom they wanted when they started this business and to really invest back into their families and then also their communities. And so that's kind of that the journey for, for me.
1: And for you, uh, Kaylee, we, we know that you have uh, experience with family businesses. So kind of paint a picture how your background matches what you guys are doing today as a team.
0: Yes, I did. I'm third generation entrepreneur family. So I was around it a lot. And I remember when I first met Robert, I thought, oh my gosh, I said to him, I see you having a business. And he thought I was crazy because when you're around that atmosphere, you just see so many people having their own business that it's not um, that far-fetched (laughs) to see him having his own. Um, Some of the I saw a lot of the freedoms people had, having their own business, being able to work their own hours. I loved, um, in our business, the customer service. I knew most of the customers by first name. I knew their pets names cause we had a pet food business and, uh, the children's names. And it was just so nice and rewarding to me to just know when someone's coming in that you could do a little special thing to make someone's day better. And you get to know them so well that you like you know what that little thing is. I remember my dad would go on deliveries and people would want their hay delivered in a certain place or maybe two different places. Or he'd put the hay low down so they could reach it really easy as opposed to stacking it super high. So those are some of the things that we loved. I mean, if you go by the baseball field, you look at the jerseys of the kids, it's all mom and pop small business if you read the the names of the sponsors and so those are some of the things that I loved about having a small business
1: we're talking to Robert and Kaylee Fukui and back to you Robert with your experience being able to lead global launches with big brands when you and your wife came together y'all had the opportunity to grow your very own uh, marketing consulting and that really blew up for you so what was it like having the process of both of y'all having some knowledge with, you know, leadership and business systems and using it for your own business as a couple?
2: Well, it's kind of ironic that sometimes, <laughs> you know, you're not as good with your own business as you are with other people's. I mean, it's really easy for us to come in and see the gaps in other people's business and but sometimes with your own, it's it's not so much. And so Yeah, when I first left my company to start the business full time, I mean, it did take off pretty quick. And I mean, we got actually like a week before my last day at my company. I mean, we were invited to go to Aruba to help um, this, the largest tour company there. And, you know, it's like, oh, this is awesome. We get to travel too and all that. And so, you know, that was like kind of the snapshot of how the first few months of the business started. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then interesting enough, after four or five months, um, things started to dry up a little bit, weren't getting the leads. The pipeline wasn't full. And so I started, you know, really doubling down on some of the marketing efforts. And, you know, it's just, it was like, it was strange. It was like everything that I knew to do marketing wise and implement it in our own business, like it wasn't working. Like we literally had like zero leads. And I'm sitting there going, "What the heck?" <laughs> you know, I was like, "This is almost impossible not to have one lead." You know, and so I'm just sitting there, my quiet time, my chair, and I'm praying a little bit. And then it just hit me that um, instead of you know my marketing approach at the time, because we're new in business, was to cast a wide net, is really to, to get the word out to as many people as possible, right? And then you kind of funnel it down to lead, but. I started to realize that my the relationships I already had was all I needed at this moment. And I just need to go deeper in those relationships. And so that's when I really started to appreciate the value of marketing, not as just a function, but it's a relationship. And so when you're looking for a customer, it's not about being transactional. It's like, how do we develop a relationship, even on social media or even in an e-blast that we send out or even on our website is how do we engage with them when they know that they can start to, they start to understand us and that we understand their problem and we start to have a conversation and it's not just transactional. And so just from that, you know, I really miss and in our, even when I started to look back at what we did at Coca-Cola and even some of the pharmaceutical companies. I really start to key in on the relational aspects that we created, even from a 30-second ad. I mean, you don't realize, you just think, oh, it's a great ad, it's capturing, it's engaging. But when you really dig deep, it's about they're really connecting on an emotional level. And that's what effective marketing is. And then and then from there it's how do you develop it once they engage with you, how do you continue to develop a relationship regardless of the medium that you're you're that you're using. And so that's just you know, just one, one snapshot of the things I learned more so after the fact for my own business, realized it wasn't working and then started to kind of dissect everything and realize what is, what is important in this, this business function of marketing. What is it really about? And so I actually kind of learned more almost after <laughs> leaving that big corporate environment because I started doing it for myself. And now
1: Kaylee, you both have a book uh, Tandem, the Mary uh, Entrepreneur's Guide for Greater Work-Life Balance and people can get that on Amazon they can go visit uh, the com. having that history of not just both families having a good work ethic but you both uniquely individually have a good work ethic when writing books like this will you hope that uh, power couples out there may be able to come to realize after not just knowing about the book, but y'all's story?
0: We hope that people were going to have a successful business and a thriving marriage as well, because in my upbringing, my dad worked six days a week and it was really hard on the family. They ended up separating and uh, my mom raised four strong-willed children and we believe that um, we can help you grow your business enough so that you can put more time back into your family.
1: And Robert, for the book, uh, "Chandom: The Married Entrepreneur's Guide for Greater Work-Life Balance, kind of take the audience into the core of some of the bullet points inside the book and how they, they can apply it to their own life.
2: You know, every time we talk about this, I think everybody kind of keys in on one one word or one issue, and it's called being intentional. <laughs> you know, the reason why our lives and even it's not even just entrepreneurs, when you're grow up, like growing up in sports and in school, you're always driven to succeed in those areas. And you never they never talk about the healthier relationships as one of the keys to success or the ingredients of success. And because of that, we're just driven to succeed in whatever we're in, whether it's our career, our business, whatever. And our relationships take a back seat because we're so focused over here to succeed in, in accomplishing whatever it is we're supposed to accomplish. And so if you really want to have both, where you really want to have your relations thrive and your business, your career succeed as well, you really need to be intentional with your time. Uh, people think, you know, when you as long as you succeed and make enough money or whatever, then you can scale back and then enjoy life, be with your family and all that. But the problem is with most people is by the time they do that, reach whatever pinnacle of success they they, they deem as, as, as successful, that a lot of times by that point, the kids are grown up and out of the house and they don't have a really a good or healthy relationship. They missed out on some of the key moments in, in their kids growing up like Achilles and even my my dad did. And so if and then they realize they go back and they oh they have all these regrets. You know, oh, I wish I would have spent more time over here. In fact, there's a book out about that. But if you really want to succeed in all facets of your life, you really need to be intentional in your time and you really need to start focusing on yourself and your relationships first and say, what do I need to do? To make sure that, regardless of how busy my career or business can get, that I can st- still invest the quality amount of time into, say our relationship like even for us 15 minutes a day in the morning to pray together that's just intentional time that we can connect and start the day off on the right foot regardless of how busy life gets we always have those 15 minutes but then we also have some other stuff but we always look at what are the bare minimum things we can do for ourselves and our relationship that will still allow us a lot of time to succeed in those other areas and so if there's one thing, it's about being intentional your time, taking control back of your time. Don't let time get away from you. Um, take back control. Be intentional about it.
1: We're talking to our guests today, Robert and Kaylee Fukui. And for you, Kaylee, let's dive into the fun part. Business is fun until the word comes. So you know, life happens, we all know, and we have to make adjustments when storms come our way. Let's, Explore the idea of the three pillars of business growth and freedom. Was some of the things that you navigate with that?
0: So there's time, money, and performance. So keeping track of your time, where you know where's it going, what are you spending it on? Uh, you'd be surprised how much time I like go to get on social media. I thought oh, I'll just get on for five minutes, and then it's like two hours later. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Performance, keeping track of your business, you know your margins, how much money you're making, what is your top money maker? A lot of times, it's not the one people think it is. And sometimes you just need to make little tweaks with that. And I think the third one was that price. Money. Money. Keeping track of your money. You know, a lot of times people don't look at where they're at financially till the end of the year when it's tax time, and then they realize, oh my gosh wow, I didn't realize we we're losing money. and We're not doing well. Or sometimes if you knew ahead of time, you could make small little tweaks and changes so that you can be more um, productive and have more financial freedom.
1: Now, Robert, you mentioned earlier about God, faith. Everyone knows that uh, we in business, you are in business. So for you both, how do you... Uh, Measure your faith and still running a business that is growing?
2: Yeah, it's hard to say measure, but I think it's just about I'm always investing into our faith. So, first thing in the morning is always that quiet time, prayer time, reading the Bible. And, um, It's, it's interesting as you're, as you're reading the Bible, there's, you know, just the book of Proverbs itself has a lot of great wisdom on, for business and, and, and money, just wealth growth. Just, just take wealth for instance, because you have a diverse audience. If you're just thinking about wealth, for instance, there, there's a passage in Proverbs about steady plotting brings prosperity and hasty speculation brings poverty. You know, when you really start to dissect that and analyze what, how do people, you know, we've been blessed financially and, and the way we've made our wealth was literally just consistently putting, investing money. It started from $200 a month into my 401k when I was working for Coca-Cola. And as my income grew, I grew, I put more money into that and then diversified it into mutual funds and diversified that into real estate. And along the 30 years of my career, just steadily putting money away and investing it. And next thing you know, at at the age, you know, mid fifties, you look back and I go, oh my gosh, our net worth is, Quite a bit, but we didn't see those immediate returns right away, right? Um, but we just kept plugging away and plugging away. But the people that are always chasing re- big returns and taking big risk and all that—they may make a lot, but they, a lot of times they lose a lot. And 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 so you, you know you gotta you gotta balance those things out. You gotta make sure you know when you're going after chasing for big money, big returns, you gotta know there's inherently a lot of risk involved. And then if you're If you're just kind of putting things into, like I said, like the market or real estate, things that have history, and you're just steady about it and doing it and not worried about the big immediate return over time, because just like investing into your mutual funds or your 401k, the compound interest just builds and multiplies upon itself. And over time, it just then it starts to explode over a certain period at a certain moment, like. 15, 20 years in. But a lot of people just don't have patience with that. And business is the same way. It's just steadily plotting about doing and consistently making improvements one little step at a time in your business. And then you're going to grow. But a lot of people want their business or their money to grow fast, right? We're kind of in a microwave society. We want everything right away. And when you do that, you have the mentality of actually making the wrong decisions. And so I really do, we both literally lean on our faith and the wisdom that's in in scripture to apply it to our everyday life. It's not just a thing to inspire you, but it's actually something you can apply to your life, and that's actually beneficial in every aspect of your life. And so for us, it's just it's just a natural. It, it's just we don't try to fit it in. It's just part of who we are, and we just kind of make sure it make, makes sure it's part of our everyday life. And Kaylee, one thing that Robert said moments ago:
1: keyword patience. It's hard to have patience when uh, things are in the growing stage. Sometimes you don't see things growing, but it could be that it's just taking root in the soil. For you and your experience working with your husband and working with uh, clients to help them see the light at the end of the tunnel. What are some of the things that you try to share with them to remind them that patience is key as they are growing?
0: You're right, patience is key. Some of the things we do is we have a weekly meeting, and so in that weekly meeting, we'll talk about things like updates, and sometimes Robert or vice versa will remind me of where we were and how far we came, because sometimes when you're in the middle of something, you think, oh my gosh, we're like at a standstill, we're not moving at all, but when you reflect back to where you came, the very beginning then you can see, oh my gosh, there's some glimmer. We have made some progress. It's not like it's an all or nothing thing. And so uh, we also talk about in our meetings, like what could be coming down the pipeline, the potential clients, where we're at financially. So that helps me have a little bit more peace about where we're going and that there is hope.
1: And Robert, speaking of there is hope, with great success comes uh, great responsibility. And I feel like the air gets thinner the higher you go. How do you maintain uh, that focus to, okay, we have a lot of responsibility. A lot of people are dependent on us and we have to quote unquote deliver, but still have that motivation to stay positive when, you know, life happens and storms do come
2: yeah that's a great question and i mean we do think about that especially doing the work we do a lot of people will look at us as like marriage experts and sometimes it introduces that way you know and and i'm like no no no, time out we're not experts right We're, we're just we're human like everybody else trying to figure it out we have some tools that help us but you know i just i just try not to take that that kind of title on um and so i try to just be honest right i think Part of not feeling the weight of that responsibility is also being honest about where we are, because I think when you're trying to look perfect or be the expert or whatever, I think that's where things can get really sticky for you as an individual and you really start to feel the weight of the responsibility. But if you just deflect that or or not deflect it, but just really be authentic about who you are to your audience, to our clients and all that. We can still be, we're actually, sometimes we're looked on as more of a, I don't say expert, but people look to us even like, Better or or would yeah have a better look at us because we are being authentic, that we're not perfect, that we do have those arguments too, like every other couple. We do have conflict. It's just that we just know how to deal with it and we do know how to work together, but we do have differences. we do have differences of opinion. These things happen, right? These natural things do happen. And as long as we're open and honest and I, I don't feel that weight. And also the other thing is to we just surround ourselves with really good people. Um, Know that the people that we can trust, that there are people that have been before us and have been, you know, even at a higher level than we are. And we like to look to them and, you know, they mentor us. And so we're always looking to other people too that help us because they can also help you avoid some of the pitfalls of. You know, thinking you're you're all that, <laughs> like making sure you keep your ego in check, right? Yeah. Um, because they've they've been through it, so surrounding yourself the right people and just really being authentic and open and not try to create an air that you're you're, you're there, right? Once again, listen, I'll be focused on radio
1: talking to our guests today, Robert and Kaylee Fukui. You can go to the website MaryEntrepreneur.co. real quick, Kaylee. Y'all have a lot of resources on your website. One of them is your podcast, but also you do mastermind groups, events, and weekly videos. What's some of the things that our audience can get into, especially even young couples, uh, if they can get an early start to this idea, power Couples by Design? Well,
0: one of the things that comes to mind is we do a good amount with conflict resolution. And so that is you're never too young to learn how to do that. I know uh, my upbringing and Robert's upbringing, we, our families didn't do conflict. We didn't learn that at all. And we talked about that in our book at um, thetandembook.com. And uh, we also have freebies on our website as well that you can have. And um, we want to also, we have our podcast, Thriving in Tandem, which we talk a lot about all this stuff as well that um, you guys can listen to.
1: And Robert, in closing, as we are in a country where there are lots of differences, there's lots of things to choose from, Buffet Line, on the news that you can talk about or be distracted by. As the leader of the house and as a power couple, what are some of the things that you feel couples could focus on as they navigate these interesting times? Because you got life to live, you know, where you live, but you also have a business to run.
2: Yeah, I think one of it is just minimize that kind of content, right? I think. You know, with every medium, regardless of what channel, station, social media account, whatever, the information that's coming to you is very selective. And if you pay attention to it too much, and especially on, on social media, everything's on algorithm based. So it's going to feed you the stuff that it thinks you want to see. And so you can create a whole bias situation and opinions of what's happening in the world. And a lot of it's negative, right? And so it's really one is just minimize that. as much as possible and stay focused on what you as a couple can control i think a lot of what the fear especially in in business and just investing and just your career and all that a lot of times we get caught up in some of the external issues you know you're talking about the news these external issues that are beyond your control and you got to make sure and that can cause fear and anxiety. And so, again, minimizing the news and and media is so important. And then really focus on what you, um, even if you're single, what can you control, right? The stuff going on over here is out of my control, but what can I control? What can we control? And focus on that. And as long as you focus on you and continue to develop yourselves and as an individual, as a couple and all that, and you continue to take steps, baby steps to move forward, you're going to succeed in all aspects of life, regardless of what's going on out there. And so that's what i would say. Minimize your media, uh, the media and just focus on what you can control.
1: And my last question for Kaylee, a little bit similar, but what I ask you is what you say just generally for uh, couples out there. What are some of the uh, core values they can implement for a good foundation as a couple so that not only does the other person know they have, that you have their back and, you know, vice versa, but that y'all can continue your growth together.
0: I say, uh, I was talking about it earlier, we have weekly meetings. And so we sit down, we have on Mondays at 3.30. So if there's something that we need to discuss, there's something that's unresolved, we talk about it then. So it's time that we set aside where there's no phones, there's no distractions. And I know every Monday we're going to have um, these conversations and we talk about growth, where we're going, what are some of the things we love to do Uh, and how can we make that happen? We talk about our finances, our budget. We talk about our calendars. So I know what the expectations are. If you're going to be really super busy the next two weeks, then we can plan a date night. And I feel good knowing, okay, he's going to have time for me. So those are some of the things that we talk about and um, share with each other.
1: Once again, listen on Refocus Radio. been talking to Robert and Kaylee Fukui. You can go to the website to learn more about Power Couples by Design. It's MaryEntrepreneur.co. Once again, that's MaryEntrepreneur.co. Once again, Robert and Kaylee, thank you for your time. Thanks,
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate it.